Once you learn how to fail, and sometimes you have to fail, and sometimes you have to fail often, then you're going to truly know how to succeed. If you don't know how to fail, then you're never going to grow because when you fail, you're going to you're gonna learn. Now, granted, you don't want to fail when it's like everything is, is on the table. That's why you want to have these failures before. Mm-hmm. You know, taking a loss early on in your career, it, it's going to be a good thing. You're going to teach you some stuff. And instead, when you like, you got the big contract on the line, you got the big money on the line, you know, the title on the line, that's when you don't want to lose. You want to learn all those lessons prior. Yeah. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. I'm here with Gilbert and Elijah Smith, father and son duo. Gilbert was in the UFC, was on Ultimate Fighter many times. Elijah is now back with the Colorado Combat Club, just coming off out of fury. Mm -hmm. And thank you for joining me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us. Love it. Um, So, you were in Elijah. You were in Fury, and like now you're going back to the Colorado Combat Club. What's what's going on with that? Um, yeah. So uh, when I first got into Fury, uh, we uh, signed a four fight contract deal. Um, finished out uh, that contract deal uh, last September when I uh, beat uh, Demas Chopper uh, in the third round, rear naked. Uh, that finished out our contract. Um, we were going to renew it, uh, renew that contract, but I wanted to get a, uh, a fight back in Colorado uh, just one more time. Uh, and uh, yeah. yeah, we hit up Combat Club, Colorado Combat Club. We hit up Sparta, all the promotions that were in Colorado. Uh, and Combat Club was the first ones to give us a, a chance, nice. uh, give us a fight, give us an opportunity. And uh, we took it. Well, yeah, so it's, a little bit more technical than that. Uh, uh, the thing about Fury was they're a great promotion. It's a great streamlined shot to the UFC. But for guys like us, it, it costs us a lot of money. Like, because mm-hmm. because when we travel, you know, if we want to bring a second coach, it costs money, and they don't do enough shows in Colorado. Uh, you know, we gotta get a, a car rental or Uber. We gotta find a place to cut weight. You know, we gotta do all those things and find places to eat. Which is fine because that's part of the fight game, but we was like Elijah has like what like eight fights, eight nine fights, and there's only one time he has fought in Colorado, mm-hmm. right? And it, and it was in Pueblo. The other fights was in Wyoming or I one in Denver too. Yeah, and in Denver like, twice, yeah. and uh, and it, w- it was in Wyoming or Texas. We was like, let's get one f- one more fight in Colorado where our, f- our family and our friends, and and that's nothing because we fight with Fury. They always in Texas. None of our uh, friends or fans or family could actually come and watch us. And Elijah was like, I want to fight in Colorado so I could be comfortable and save some money and have some, have my peoples around me. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the reasons. But after this fight, we probably signed back with Fury because they're a top-notch organization. Yeah, and really, uh, this all transpired. Uh, I wasn't even looking to even fight uh, until next year. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I got... Uh, it's called PRK, almost like LASIK eye surgery. Okay. Um, so I thought I would be out for the rest of the year, but uh, comes to find out, I guess um, you know, I'm just freshly freshly turned 21, so I, I guess I hear heal pretty, pretty fast. Got those natural stem cells. I'm gonna be going yeah. to Puerto Vallarta uh, next year, early next year, to get stem cells. Um, but you got them flowing yeah. through you like. Yeah, like no. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I got I got to do more research in this whole stem cell thing. Like I, I don't know too much about it, but like all the athletes are talking about it, especially when it comes to like injury recovery and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Injury recovery, faster healing. And if you have like persistent ailments, like I have a like meniscus tear that's still kind of bothering me, and I just I broke my elbow, which I don't think that's gonna fix. It doesn't fix bones but it's gonna maybe strengthen up everything around it. And I, I was talking with Jacob from Iridium. I don't know, are you, yeah, I'm sure yeah, you guys, yeah, do you guys Jacob. work with Iridium? Yeah, yeah, okay. we, yeah, he's actually signed under them. Okay, well, there you go. So it's the same uh, place that he's sending their athletes to. I was in Vegas recently and he suggested it. I was just gonna go to Tijuana, 
because that's where a lot uh, there's another major stem cell place there and it is actually like way closer when you find out how far Puerto Vallarta is you might rethink <laughs> that it's like a eight hour flight and there are no direct flights but mm. I'm still going to go because I've already kind of been make, uh, talking to the doctor there and we have a treatment plan and I want to I also want to do it for like the anti kind of aging kind of just slow down preserve. the aging process yeah so wait so is stem cells and once again I'm not educated on this is stem cells like illegal in the United States for everybody's going outside of the United States you can do them in the United States but you can't do them at the level of quantity that is gonna just really make a huge difference they they limit how much how many stem cells can be administered in the United States and if you want to just get like the ultra blast um you got to go outside of the country got it got it you know how the united states is yeah yeah i just be worried man like you yeah. know you, you hear a lot of like especially people do like elective surgeries mm -hmm. and they go outside of the united states and and sometimes you hear some scary stories but I, i'm i'm assuming you go into reputable companies that have had a long-standing um uh history of doing you know some good work this guy's from denver and he just had to set up shop down there because of all the regulations so mm -hmm. that helps with and, and just getting a proper recommendation i feel like fighters need it the most and if they're benefiting from it then i could probably benefit from it because mm -hmm. yeah. you guys push yourself to the limit yeah every yeah every fight really every fight you're pushing the limit mm -hmm. and if you don't then you're I mean, not really fighting. <laughs> I know. I I just I I've been training uh, like once or twice a week. I have this kid coming in from. He's like a local kid, and I'm teaching him how to box. A lot of the stuff you taught me. Yeah. Just like basic one two threes and jab jab. You know all the different combos, and then was you thirty minutes of boxing and thirty minutes of jujitsu, and I am like spent just from the training mm -hmm. you know, let alone like an actual fight i imagine yeah i mean i mean the thing is it's obviously not the fight that's like the worst part of it i mean some fights are, are more worse than others but uh it's, it is the training you know the, the consistent hours on top of hours in fact like you know what i've been trying to do with my guys is like last week was a freaking hard week I try to lighten the load mm -hmm. for some of my fights because it's uh, we got a largest fight. And we also got two more guys on the card. So this week I made I try to make it a little bit lighter by like eliminating an extra hour of training. So, so sometimes these guys would come to the gym and they train three hours because we got different things we're gonna hit. And it's, and like and we can't split up the training camp. Like, hey, I'm gonna do a morning session, then I'm gonna do a night session, because most people go to work, mm -hmm. you know. So like, they gotta come in and do like three hours in a row, and then by the time they get home, they wrecked, uh -huh. and, and then they gotta get up and go to work the next day. So I try to reduce the training this week to keep a little bit lighter, so it could be a little bit fresh, and uh, and and be prepared to keep going throughout the whole camp, so they don't they don't get broken down mid camp. Yeah, I get broken down like after hmm. one session. I had to, I was gonna have another session today, and I was like, uh, can we just call it off? Because being older, it just it wears on you a little bit more. But you're like working, you're a father, you're training, a professional fighter. How are you balancing all of that? Uh, you just you just do it. Yeah, you just do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no uh, there's no secret sauce. No you excuses. just yeah, you just find time and you just do it. Yeah. I mean. So you train and then go to work right after training? Sometimes? Nah, so I, I work in the morning. So I work in the morning from 7 from seven a.m., well, 6.45 a.m., and then uh, I get off at 4 o'clock. And then as soon as I get off of work, uh, depending on, uh, I'm either at the gym around 4.45 on some days or I'm there at the gym by like 5, 5, 5.30. Mm -hmm. And I'm there till, you know, 5.30 till, eight eight thirty however yeah. long training session goes and then go home take a shower eat sleep do it all again the next day <laughs> yeah. and so he's your head coach yeah does he you think he goes easy on you or push you too hard or how's that going nah he doesn't take it easy uh, like there'll be days i'm like man like i'm i'm done like right. that's it like he, like uh he'll tell me done. like especially like putting on the gi i'm like nah i don't i don't, I don't feel like it or like We'll uh, do like uh, our boxing class and our, our, our MMA pro training session, which would be at like five or something like that. And then we'll have a kickboxing class. So I'm like, oh, like I'm spent. I'm I'm done. I'm ready to head out. Yeah. And then 
Yeah, go ahead. You can yeah, and then he's like, man, so-and-so wouldn't be, your, 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 your opponent wouldn't be doing this. I'm like, all right, all right. Sometimes, sometimes he gets me, but sometimes I'm like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Listening to your body. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, <laughs> Elijah's definitely my hardest uh, um, student. Um, and, and, and not because he's not the hardest worker, because Elijah's a hard worker, but mostly because he's my son. So sometimes he he talks back more than he should. You know, if, <laughs> if, if I wasn't Elijah's coach, he wouldn't talk back to me. But because we got that father-son bond and like he wants to argue back sometimes and it's super annoying. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, if I was someone else, he wouldn't. In fact, we would get into an argument. I would tell Elijah something. He want to argue back. I have another fighter or, or, or um, another coach say the same thing I said, and Elijah be like, "Yeah, you're right. You're right." I'm like, "What the hell?" It's um, an interesting dynamic. But also, I, I would say that um, I, I am like a drill sergeant. I'm a hard charger. Uh, I don't resting is great, and I think you need it. And I'm trying to learn to like respect that more, because mm -hmm. uh, in my eyes, I don't rest. I work. You know, like, you know I me, mean? hard work, dedication. And and uh, but I'm trying to learn to pull back the reins a little bit and get these guys more time to rest and recover. And and that's one area of coaching that I'm trying to get better at. Yeah, I feel like that that's overlooked, and you can come back stronger after a couple days, maybe. Uh, you know, yeah, oh, I don't know about a couple uh, yeah, days. Maybe not a couple. Maybe for for like me, like a rest day would be like, um, or taking rest would be like a Sunday. Yeah, that's about it. But even so, like if we have like if we're having like a lighter week, I probably wouldn't. I probably won't do uh, one. Of, I'll do two classes instead of three. Yeah. So yeah. that'd be like, and then that third, and then substituting that third class would be with like some type of strength and conditioning something like that instead of doing the class. Yeah, like like I, I will tell them, all right, man, like, okay, guys, let's say for instance, yesterday, uh, yesterday, uh, which was uh, Thursday, that was our uh, pad work day that I hold pads for all the fighters, and then and then we just do some gi work, which is just grappling, and afterwards at eight, um, we do kickboxing, so we do pad work, um, uh, uh, gi, and then, and, and then kickboxing. Well, I was like, okay, since we did the pad work and I work with everybody individually, let's not do the kickboxing class. You could go home, you could rest, you know, just do some some core conditioning and your neck exercises, and then and then you go home. Now the non fighters who who don't do the uh, the one on one pad work because I don't do it for everybody, just particularly the fighters. I'm gonna make them do the the general kickboxing class. So so sometimes I, I kind of play with that to make to see what these guys need, and I try to push them over the edge. But it, it's difficult because people's schedules are different. Um, people need different things, and I and 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 to me it's like. I don't know, like I said, I, I just love working, man. I, I, I love training, I love working, but I do gotta respect that people need like some time off. I mean, is, I don't know if it's a generational thing. Do you feel like there's a generational thing happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think this generation is a little soft. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, and prima donnas, like man, they, like, 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 like everybody want things given to them. No, no one want to work for something. Like, here's the thing. I want the type of guy, like I told you this before, I want the type of guy that I have to force to go home. Yeah. Like, hey, man, you're doing too much. Yeah. Take a rest. Yeah. Okay. I don't want the guy that I have to call or text like, hey, man, where you at? And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm missing. Like, nah, man, what are you talking about? We got a, we got a, we got a big fight. So let's go. Yeah. I mean, if you're winning every fight, then of course, like, there's something there. But I think maybe sometimes losing can kind of reframe a perspective. And you had a loss recently. Yeah. I mean, the loss. I mean, the the loss can uh, take you either up or down you know it's either you take a loss and you're like now you're you're just ready to quit like you feel like you ain't got it right or you take a loss and now you're ready to make a comeback i think that uh going into my last fight i kind of had like an in-between of both like there was times where i was like man like I, I i'm not in it and then there would be some days or some weeks i'm like yo like i'm ready to go so it's like trying to find that common balance you know because especially when you're on top of the world you, you know you're on a win streak however long win streak you're on um and then you take that one loss you you start you start rethinking like what is everything is everything that i've been doing uh for nothing yeah for nothing or or have i been putting in the type of work that i need to be putting in yeah you start contemplating to yourself like 
damn, am I, am I, am I just like shortchanging myself? Like, is there something wrong? So you really, really have to sit back and just look at yourself and look at, you know, what you're doing, especially in your fight camp. Yeah, like be honest with yourself. Yeah, really be honest with yourself. Like, are you really putting in that type of, the type of work that you need to be doing, especially after a loss? I mean, he would know. You've been there. Yeah, so I, I think after a loss, you, you do go through some mental battles. You really face some demons. Uh, on, on one side, you really start beating yourself up and feeling like you ain't that guy anymore. But at the end of the day, it's a fight. It's two people stepping into the cage. One person is going to lose. And, when, and the thing about MMA is so many ways to lose that one small mistake can cost you. You have to look at the whole, the bigger picture. Like, where were you at in that fight? Like, your real skills. And then and, and then evaluate. Because if you was getting blown out, blown out the water, let's say you trained your butt mm -hmm. off, and then you got blown out the water, then you could probably kind of sit back and think like is this really for me but if you was competitive you just need to tweak a couple of things then that's fine like that's part of the game mm -hmm. no one wants to lose but the thing about mma that i love mma uh so much in, instead of boxing mm -hmm. is that you can take a loss and still come back i've literally beaten guys that made it to the ufc and and had a better career than i did and i think back like i beat that guy yeah you know what i'm saying so it's, it's, it's about it is about how you take the loss yeah, and something like the any given Sunday, how you show up that day. Did you get a good sleep? Did yeah, you mess, like arguing with your girlfriend or baby. Sometimes it's just not meant to be. Well, yeah. it, and, and and the truth is, like, the biggest, the secret ingredient to success is failure. Failure when, right at the top. Yeah. Uh, kind of, sorry. Go ahead. Once you learn how to fail, and sometimes you have to fail, and sometimes you have to fail often then you're gonna truly know how to succeed. If you don't know how to fail, then you're never gonna grow because when you fail, you're gonna, you're gonna learn. Now granted, you don't wanna fail when it's like everything is, is on the table. That's why you wanna have these failures before. Mm -hmm. You know, taking a loss early on in your career, it, it's gonna be a good thing. You're gonna teach you some stuff. And instead when you like, you got the big contract on the line, you got the big money on the line, you know, the title on the line, that's when you don't want to lose. You wanna learn all those lessons prior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And learn what not to do. Um, I was I wrote earlier, like Cheeto Vera and Paul Felder are two UFC fighters that they like, uh, Paul Felder does triathlons and Cheeto runs like 13 miles a day and I granted they have the time and whatever to do that you have to work but um, I don't know I feel uh, do you do anything like what do you do extra aside from the training to like stay at tip-top shape man I just really I, I, I take my time with this I think after like I said after the loss I really had some uh, time to really just uh, take you know to take with the fight career. Um, really, on my off on my off days, it's all about recovery. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some some guys who go out there and run 13, 13 miles or do triathlons and stuff like that. Me, I I think I if I really want to be the best MMA fighter, is staying in the gym. Mm -hmm. um, and we get everything right there. We have our strength and conditioning classes. Uh, probably uh going up to uh you know denver doing some stuff out outside of there grappling tournaments um and just sharpen up your skills really mm -hmm. i mean i can go out and you know do everything that they do um without a problem you know and i just stay in the gym really that's all you got to do is just stay in the gym yeah and just work on your craft yeah, I I think someone who's like running thirteen miles a day is because they're not training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's doing that because he's not in training camp. Um, yeah, same with Felder. I know he was doing them after he retired. Yeah, yeah. Now you're gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I've never been a big runner. Yeah, I've yeah. never been a big runner. So I, I, thirteen could, miles, it, it would it would it would destroy your body. You're not gonna be the train doing that. Um, and because and the fact is this: we are fighting three five minute rounds. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language, but why are the f are you like running thirteen miles? But once again, he's not. I mean, if Cheeto, you see, so Cheeto did that, mm -hmm. that. I'm pretty sure he's like in between camps and he's just doing something to like stay. He, he just active. stay, yeah. But he's not. He's not in training camp, right? Um, as far as like Elijah, you know, our biggest thing was to get him, get him out his comfort zone. So I was like, okay, cool. The loss, we trained a lot of victory. I was that loss we that told us like we need to like step out of victory. So we started going up to Factory X and, and started training with guys in his same division that's in the top 10. 
and uh, and, and and those have been some really great training sessions, some humbling days. Yeah. But some days you walk away it was like, yo, uh, like I, I can actually compete with these guys. Yeah. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. I went up to, I think it was Elevation, High Elevation. Yeah, yeah. Is that similar? I have no idea. Well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they, they like competing teams. You know, yeah. you got Factory X down, down the street and Elevation. They're actually not even too far from each other. Yeah. You know, uh, and then you also got Genesis Fight Team. So, you got like a lot of big gyms in Denver mm -hmm. uh, with big UFC caliber mm -hmm. type fighters. But, yeah, it's, it's the same thing, just different coaches and different fighters. Who, who notably is at Factory X? Um. Well, the head coach is Mark Montoya, um, uh, and he's one of the top coaches in in the UFC. He actually coached me, and 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 in the later part of my career, you got uh, you got just Dustin, Dustin Jacoby, Anthony Smith. Oh, Anthony Smith. Um, Brandon Royval. Yeah, he's fighting for the title. Yeah, you know okay, that's the dude. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Pantoja. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, he came up through the system. Through them, I mean, they got they got a bunch of guys there um, that's like really, really making uh, uh, big big things happen in the UFC. Yeah, he's fighting for the title. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I went to High Elevation and Justin Gagey was there and uh, San Hagen, mm -hmm. uh, Razor Blade, Curtis. Yeah, you Curtis. Yeah, and I mean Usman is known to show up there. Anyways, I, I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, yeah, and, and the reason why I decided on Factory X is once again, uh, obviously I trained there. I have a deep relationship with Mark Montoya. In fact, my belt that I won is hanging on the wall. So I, I had a lot of history in, in, the, in that building I, and I felt it was super comfortable. And when they when they accept us in, because Mark Montoya, he, he, don't, he don't allow outside fighters to come in to do cross training. But because of the history we have, he let me come in and mm -hmm. bring my son. And uh, it, it, they, they, they welcomed us in like family, man. It was just a lot of fun to being up there. Yeah, it was smooth. It was, it was, yeah, they treated me as if, like, I was on their team. Like, I was like, okay, cool. And now, now let's go get to work. Yeah. At that point. That would be, I mean, I love training. It's, like, one of my favorite things to do. I was, I had this thought about being, like, an obsession, obsessiveness. And when it comes to being the best, there's those out there that just, like, it's just like a burning obsession. Like you almost like can't think of anything else. And that's how I am with Sheath. Yeah. I never stop thinking yeah. about what's going on with all the different. You can, as a, as a business owner, you try to go to sleep and you, you wake up and be like, dang, I should be doing some marketing. Mm -hmm. And you, you try to go to sleep like, dang, I feel like you think about clients and, and product and services, you, you never get a chance to rest. And I think as a fighter, mm -hmm. you are your own business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so like you spend a lot of times thinking about how, how you could be better and not not just inside the cage but also outside the cage like the life choices you have you have to start to choose to decide if this is what you want to do then you got to start to sacrifice and sometimes it's, that's that's difficult uh, yeah it's all it all like plays a part i also think that like obviously of the physical aspect of the fight game but then like the mental and Trait, you know, what do you do on the like the mental side to? Uh, yeah, on the mental side, for me to like, really, like I said, those days off, those days off that I get to, you know, chill out. You know, I, I try not to think too much about you know fighting or training at all. It's almost like a, a reset before I go into the week. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, just chill out. You know, probably hang out with the boys. You know, watch some football. Um, yeah, it uh chill with my daughter go take her out go go to a trampoline place go play go to the movies you know live you know live a, a fun life you know for one quick second just uh forget about all the stress yeah um because fighting could come with a lot of stress between you know one the fight you know um two you know trying to uh trying to figure out for some people luckily i have my dad but some some guys you know they have to figure out how they're going to fund their their fight camp Mm -hmm. um getting sponsorships um training of course cutting weight you know those are a lot of uh, that's a lot of stress for somebody you know going through a fight camp and you know just to take that one day off and just live like a normal human mm -hmm. yeah i feel like it would be stressful potentially you know trying to either like live up to his expectations or like not let him down or i'm not sure if that plays any kind of part but. no uh the only thing that 
I ever felt was really letting myself down. Yeah. Um, I always knew, like, when I was growing up, I was like, man, I, I knew I was going to be an athlete. I didn't think I would be a, you know, professional MMA fighter. I knew I I had the talents and the and the capability to be something special. Um, so I just I just always knew I had to prove it to myself. So I think uh, that's the that's the type. I think that's that's my self pressure. I put a lot of pressure on myself because some days I'm like, man, I know I'm better than what than what uh, than what I put out. So I'm always trying to figure out how to get better, how to uh, how to not fail my my younger self. Mm-hmm. You know the the person that I always dreamed about being. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hell, I, I feel a lot of anxiety and pressure too. I mean, they, like, as a coach. Yeah, I would say he probably has more pressure. Yeah. <laughs> because like, you know, I, I really wanna make sure that I give, I give my fighters everything they need to be successful. Now, what they do with it is on them. Like, I only could do so much, you have to actually step in the cage and fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm always analyzing on what I could be teaching what I could be showing and demonstrating the drills, the workouts, you know, I'm always studying, like I'm always on my phone looking at other stuff that other people doing, you know, how can I bring that to the gym? You know, um, it, it's it's a constant growth that I have to keep doing. I can never settle and be like, okay, I got it. I, mm-hmm. I got the sauce, you know, I know the science because it's, I'm always, always learning. and. And the fact is, it's hard to sit back and watch your son, even even like my other fighters, even my friends. These guys become like my brothers. And definitely my son, it's hard to sit back and watch them take punches and get mm-hmm. kicked and, and get choked. And like, it's hard to watch that. And, and, and I have to not only watch it, I have to like be they rock. Like I can't get sad and, and get depressed or get worried and get anxiety because then because then when they feel it that transfers over right yeah. it does so when they feel that I have to be that support that like that positive reinforcement you know even like in the fight r- r- round for round you lost our last round I gotta be the guy to go in to give you some advice and to tell you we can still win this Pep talk you know although I could be thinking back in my head like damn we just got our ass whooped <laughs> you know like yeah. and so it, it's 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 a tough game man even just coaching it ain't over till it's over yeah um i had a couple of things there but i want to i want to suggest like meditation like on your days off i don't i don't know if you've ever tried it no, but it's it's more of like i guess something older people do I think and because like younger people are like I can't be sitting still like this but with like you go it's kind of like sleeping I guess but you just like dip yourself into the depth of rest like you and you get like this super deep rest that energizes you when you come out of the meditation and it brings like mental clarity and physical uh, like um, recovery, yeah. recovery. I yeah, think. Uh, you know, I've, I've actually never really got into meditation either. Honestly, um, that's just a hard thing for me, man. It's hard, it's hard thing for me to sit there and like and just like. I think me is just the fact that I'm a I'm an overthinker. Yeah. So I sit there and if I if I sit there too long and it gets too quiet, I start thinking like a million different things. Well, that's the point yeah. of doing the meditation yeah. to stop the thoughts. And I'm like, man, hold on, time I can't, I can't, I can't. My, I feel like there's a lot of voices in my head that that, that start to start to talk. But I mean, I think that just you know takes practice on, on meditation. Like you can't just do it one time. You got to keep doing it. You know. Yeah, and like you have a coach for fighting. I have a meditation coach, and it sounds. And you only go like once or twice ever in your life, probably or a few times. But I find it as a business owner and I'm always like physically active and pushing myself to the limit in a lot of ways, uh, it, I need it. And, and when okay. I'm, it's, yeah. So let's talk about that, right? Because, you know, you know, I remember one year you came and worked out with us. It was a, it was a new year's, um, uh, workout. And I, I went around the gym and I asked everybody, what is your new year's resolution? And I remember you saying, like it was to run a million dollar company and like and you seem to be doing that yeah uh, like definitely. um what is something like like as as someone who took a company from just a thought and an idea and to making a million dollar company which is tremendous like what is something you, like a uh, uh a model that you live by to, to, to help you to get to that point i mean it starts with a vision 
and then like a no no like there's no excuses there's no quitting once you quit it's over you need it you have better yet have you taken a loss uh yeah yeah you when you run into obstacles like you were saying when you lost that's a pivotal moment and a lot of people quit at mm. that moment i've lost when it comes to like manufacturing i've lost when it comes to sponsorship deals i've you know sometimes we'll sponsor a podcast that costs you know like twenty thousand dollars or something and then you just lose twenty thousand dollars basically you might make like three or five or something but you yeah. and i take those a lot actually unfortunately yeah. yeah um but you learn and you move on and you pivot and sometimes you get lucky we had this one guy where we paid him the twenty thousand we made a hundred and twenty thousand mm. those are the ones you want yeah. those yeah. are like um yeah. unicorns that right are very yeah of course <laughs> yeah and yeah. we and we just started working with the UFC and lo, and it's that's been like a huge dream of mine. I got Dana White and Joe Rogan and and all these fighters on all my vision boards, like all of them. Um, like not all, all my vision boards have fighters, not all the fighters. Yeah. But so we're there, you know. And is it gonna be this unicorn ROI? It's hard. It's tough to tell because they're letting. It's like a NASCAR you know, right now where there's so many sponsors in, with the UFC that yeah, you yeah. really have to put, take it upon yourself to utilize that relationship, which we are doing everything we can to Keep promote, that. well, promote that we're working with them because maybe nobody saw their little, yeah. little uh, banner on the bumper. But, you know, we're putting it all over our website, all over Instagram and uh, all the social medias and stuff. And it, it's definitely, and I want to keep it so it, there's uh, we're still in an evaluation have you ever period. thought like getting to the point like you know how like the rock is like they, they has all their shoes and stuff yeah be like people that like that be like there's ufc fighter signature you know actually have you ever thought about making fight shorts uh have i thought about it yeah we have yeah yeah we make some kel has yeah, made us some yeah yeah, yeah. but those aren't the, or, or, i yeah. think what he's saying is more of a signature underwear for a fighter like yeah. this is because you kind of did it with Cowboy, Cowboy. the BMF, mm -hmm. um, you know, when, when it, like, because obviously the UFC has, like, signature T-shirts. Like, I think one of the most famous signature T-shirt uh, was uh, uh, the freaking Tap Korean out? zombie. Oh. oh, really? I think everybody had, had one of those shirts. Okay. I, I think it was definitely probably one of the most uh, 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 popular signature T-shirts. So you take, like, a fighter... In some whatever brand or logo, and you just put it on the underwear, and like have all these fans and whatnot just wear the underwear, which would be that, interesting. That's actually the goal, because you know mm -hmm. every fighter weighs in in their underwear. Yeah. But right now, you, the UFC has Venom as their major sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we're, but our foot is in the door, and we just want to try to like inch maintain. What's that? Inch by inch. Yeah, just slowly, exactly. Slowly, yeah, slowly yeah. You're not going to compete with the Venom part of it, but I'm talking about like. Not having the fighters weighed at the weigh-ins because you—they're just not going to allow that. Not right um, But but like obviously they fighters promoted on their own platforms, you know. And it, it because I actually talked to Elijah about this, like because we do have like sponsors, and and I was like, you know, what would be dope is to have a signature, like say Sheaf T-shirt, mm -hmm. but signature Swift or mm -hmm. Shakota Bag T-shirt, you know. Now with a bunch of other logos, but like that that's it yeah you know we've I, done that i yeah. mean obviously with cerrone we did it with riffraff this guy yeah. michael malice so and we did a it was called the iceberg pair last year and it like 25 percent of the proceeds went to men's mental health awareness and actually it was 50 percent anyways um so we uh that dude he's a friend of yours uh, he has paw he has this dog um company i don't know if he's a friend of yours actually but I think you guys know each other. Is he a black guy? Yeah. Is that, is that, oh, is that, uh, uh, the, the, he does, he, the dark, dark or werewolf. Uh, geez, what's his name? Yeah, I think I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm horrible. Yeah. But, but he, I, he has a, he's a, he, he fights yeah. locally. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. And he has a, a dog training mm -hmm. sort of um, foundation where, and he gives, he trains these dogs and, then gives them to like mentally handicapped 
kids mm. and stuff and I would like to do something where we're, we're talking about doing something it's like, like the that dark werewolf that's his like nickname or something yeah. like that yeah 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 he's a good dude he, he's a good dude definitely yeah I, I think you know that's the biggest thing when it comes for, uh, to fighting because like uh, unfortunately for most fighters they, they're not going to reach a pinnacle where they could like retire off of it yeah. So you have to be able to curate other ways to make money mm-hmm. uh, off off your experience. You know, some people like myself open up a gym. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you could open up a business. You know, with 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 the logos and stuff like that. Like for instance, Dustin Poirier, he got his hot sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we got someone like like Conor McGregor. He did the the uh, whiskey. the whiskey, the proper twelve. Yeah. You know, you so you you take a like from what you do in your fight career, build your fan base. And then, then, and and then use that to market products and services that you could live off of. Podcasts, a lot po- of podcasts. Yeah, every uh, bro, uh, every uh, fighter has has a podcast uh, now. Um, yeah. But but it's is it's where we going is what you have to do to supplement. Even active fighters have podcasts, right? To supplement the money that you are, are not making while you're not fighting because you can't fight every day. Right. right. Yeah, and it can uh, it's like segue you out of fighting into another career and and it's i feel like it just builds the communication kind of like that one guy that that uh keith lee he's uh he's been going viral he used to like i said he used to fight in bellator mm-hmm. but now he's the guy that does all those food re- review stuff yeah. and he's been he's been going crazy viral off of that made that into really his his new uh new way to make money yeah my boy basil you guys know basil the Habibi Hafez. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a really good cook, and he's a really like personal, personable type of a dude, charismatic and everything. Right. And he's, I was like, you should do like a, a YouTube cooking channel. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, he well, he was the one that was talking about it. So, if whatever kind of like inspires you, you could parlay this career and the notoriety you gain into that type of you know yeah. exit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you are. You have to because yeah. at the end of the day, once again, as a fighter, your fight career are typically relatively short, and um, unless you into like teaching or coaching, oh, yeah. um, or you just like you know what I want to do nothing with fighting. Like Brian Stan, you know, if you remember him, the mm-hmm. All American or Captain, Mer- oh, I can't remember his name, but anyways, he went into real estate, so yeah. he's like totally went away from mm-hmm. fighting. Yeah, and 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 he, I, I would assume he's he's doing really good with it. Yeah, real uh, estate. There's uh, some new our New Jersey dude. Uh, he fought Khabib Nurmagomedov. And oh yeah, I didn't talk about um, freaking Alaquenta. Alaquenta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he's actually from uh, New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah, New York. Guy. Jersey, New York. Some people may argue with that. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. That was a little dig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I tell you, you, you know, when we talk about this fight camp, and we talk about our opponent that we have, because we have a very good opponent. He, uh, his name is Robert. He was uh, in Power Slap, which is a oh, crazy- Oh no. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He actually did really well in Power Slap. He nice. actually got a couple knockouts wow. in, in, uh, in, in Power Slap. So you don't have to be ducking. Yeah. No, 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 uh, they did Power Slap. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the thing about Power Slap, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not either. You right. can't defend yourself. I'm yeah. like, that's just. I'm, okay. What kind of training do you do for it? Yeah, he's, 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 it's 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 a crazy thing. But you know what? Good for him. Good for him. The fact that he's been able to to make some extra money and do and do well with it, I I, I applaud him because I think he did really well. I think he got a maybe a, a fight bonus with it too. So, but now he's back into really fighting, and he's fighting one of the toughest guys he, in in his career. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. How are you feeling about that? Me, I mean, I love this matchup. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Not only uh, only because the guy who I'm fighting, he's somewhat. I guess you could say he somewhat has a name behind him. Yeah. But also to be fighting back in Colorado in front mm-hmm. of my friend, uh, fan, friends and family, and uh, you know, fans. Uh, it's a it's a big one, you know. Uh, also, this is my first main event. Never been a main event. Okay. Scrap the scrap the title fight. Scrap the title. Just being the main event like that's 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 when I know that I'm like I'm slowly creeping into like where I'm supposed to be. Um, but yeah, they, they, this fight, you know, it's I I think in my opinion, he isn't my biggest fight. Yeah, well, th- but better the toughest, toughest fight. Yeah, 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 yeah toughest not, fight. Not even that, and also like. 
my biggest fight in, in my fight. I think when I fought Junior Cortez, that 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 was. Um, and the reason why I say that is just because I feel like um, after after fighting Junior Cortez, what happened? He got another he got another call to the UFC to fight on the Dana White Contender Series. Yeah. After me, and I was only two and zero. So I feel like Robert, with him being five and zero, and he already has, you know, you could say he probably has his foot in the door, with with maybe getting a possible, you know, opportunity to fight on the contender series next year, or so. I feel like I'm his biggest fight. Yeah. And I really am. If you if you look if you look at all the guys that he's fought, I am his biggest fight. So there's a lot of pressure. I feel like there's more pressure on him than than there is on me. But I'm going into this fight thinking like I'm fighting a world champ. Yeah. I mean, you got to. You know, you got to believe that this guy is coming with his best. Because mm-hmm. I hope he comes with his best. Well, I mean, I, I, I hope he doesn't come with his best. <laughs> <laughs> Make this fight. Hey, Robert. Yeah, yeah, Robert, I want you to have a horrible training camp. I want you to be slightly injured and and uh, and, and make this fight easy. <laughs> I'm just joking, but yeah. the truth is, is is like, we broke this guy down. The one thing about Elijah that that I love is that he studied his opponent. He watched film and studied his opponent like no other person I've met. He and and like and we broke we broke this guy down. We could start with his record, right? Um, is it good? No, it's just be there. We go. I guess it's static. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but um. Like, if we start with his record, we looked at the guys that he fought and how he fought them. We look at all the fights. We also look at the guys that he fought, the guys that they fought. Mm-hmm. Like, we went above and beyond to see exactly where Robert is at as far as technicality, strength, uh, skill set, endurance, everything. And uh, and we really honestly believe that he's not, he's not going to be ready uh, for someone like Elijah because he hasn't fought someone like Elijah. We have fought someone better than him. Mm-hmm. Multiple guys. Because mm-hmm. you can make the argument Kristen Strong was better than him. Junior Cortez was better than him. In fact, just by on paper, Elijah is actually the only guy that this guy has fought with a winning record. He's 5-0. and So you'll think, man, 5-0, and five wins. His last guy, his record was 3-8. and The guy before that was 3-3. Three and three. The guy before that was one and six. The guy, the, the guy before that, I think it was all one or one and zero. And the guy, the, the, guy, the guy before that was a debut guy. So he he has never fought someone as a professional with a positive record. Mm. Okay, you got to think he's thirty one years old too. Yeah, and this is this, a shot. Yeah, and this is and th- this is his first or this is his first fight back within. A, he hasn't fought in a year. Yeah, could be doing power slap. So, I know. Yeah, so it's like. How hard have you been training within this last year? Because I've been consistent. Yeah, I haven't stopped within since I started. Since I started, so I hope, like I said, I hope he's taking me serious. I mean, I'm I, like you got to. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Like I, I've met Robert. He's a local guy, and I know he's gonna have a, a lot of fans. I mean, I, he's probably gonna sell the place out because he's a little bit bigger. I mean, he is bigger than Elijah because he's been winning power slap. He's older. He's been here in Colorado longer. Um, but 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 the fact is this is that uh, he's fighting a different type of animal, and the team that we have going and the, and the strategy we have for him, like he's he's not going to be ready for it. Um, uh, and and I also know the guys that he's training with, and I give them a lot of respect. That's why we training so hard. Because I tell you one thing about Robert, he's a tough dude. You can say whatever you want to say about about, about his skill set. When it comes to like the people he's fought and how he fought, because like we wasn't too impressed with his skills that he showed in the fights, but we know that he's a tough dude and he's not gonna stop. So we're gonna have to put this guy out, mm-hmm. and and that's our plan. I I was thinking a, f- a few minutes ago, also like when it comes to technique these days, I'm noticing striking seems to be for the most part. I could you could probably counter this argument but a lot of people are just striking now you know like i'm thinking of pajera and and, yeah you know izzy and like uh, even usman you know he was a wrestler but he's just striking and so well like as a coach what do you 
think is is the more like needs to be more focused on these days. I mean, honestly, we do it all. Yeah. Like I, I even make my son put on a gi. Yeah. And, and people can make the arguments like, oh, gi, gi jujitsu doesn't really help MMA. And you know, you uh, you could go back and forth on it. I really don't care. We do it all. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I am a traditionalist, hard wrestler, love boxing. Jiu-Jitsu, we do it all. You know, uh, I'm not leaving nothing unturned. I'm going to make sure he is mentally, physically, emotionally ready. Not just him, but also my other fighters. Um, so I, I don't want him to be so surprised with anything. You know, we, we, we can go into this fight fully prepared because I know at the end of the day, Elijah is like, he's a talent that, that I believe can really go to the top and I right he's my son so I of course so of, of course I say that but I seen Elijah with other guys I seen him with other fighters and I, and I look at him like man the speed the 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 athleticism just to like the way he creates stuff and make, make stuff happen I'll be like yo I didn't see that happen but damn he made it happen okay and like I, I, just, I just believe he's gonna be that guy now it's on him if he wanted yeah. It's on him if you want it, but I believe he has the talent, and I'm just going to help him. Yeah, I, I just thought of Sean Strickland for some reason, and just, like, he's always sparring, and just, you know, that thousands of hours of fighting. Yeah, he's a special case. I I, I, I won't highly recommend that. <laughs> but, like, but, like, Elijah made a point earlier. He, said, he, he was talking about Robert doing power slap. Like, mm -hmm. I, Robert's been killing it on a power slap. I know he made some good money. So he's going out there. He do a couple three slaps. Uh, he wins. Yeah, he, he, yeah, in the last year, like I know he hasn't been taking MMA serious. Now he signed a contract to fight to fight Elijah. He's taking it serious, but homeboy, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. Elijah's been fighting. He fought in March. He fought in September, and now December, and he's been training the whole time. Between that, he, we've been going to different camps, training with top level guys. Between that. We've done a few uh, grappling tournaments. And between that, we've been working our ass off in the gym. So I just know, going to this fight, we're ready. And is the ultimate goal the UFC? Yeah, you? the ultimate goal is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess that's a silly question. <laughs> the but ultimate goal, yeah, is the UFC. But the ultimate goal is, you know, to make the most money that I can out of this. And yeah. then become a, you know, a full-time, I want to become a full-time fighter. You know, mm -hmm. or uh, a coach, mm -hmm. you know, a full-time coach, you know, take over the gym, and, you know, when the time comes. Or just help out, you know. I really want to invest my time in this, you know. And, it's uh, so good. Yeah, because, I mean, like what, my, like what my dad said, you know, the, the fight game is it's a short, it's a short period of time. So, it's like what, we're here now, but I also got to, you know, think about, like, what will be next, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we got to get to you know, get to where we want to be at first. Yeah, you got a long way to go. Exactly. Yeah, I, and, and, and it's cool because, like, he's so young. Yes. You know, like, you know, he, he just turned 21 September 5th. Yeah. So, like, so he has a lot of room to grow. Like, he even told me, he even asked me, you know, what about me taking a year off and just, like, training? I, I mean, I understand that thought. You know, like, I think it's something different compared to, like, Robert taking a year off, doing power slap, when you already close to your third, I think no, actually, I, th I think Rob was like thirty-one. Yeah, yeah. So taking a year off for you is not good. Yeah, Elijah could probably take a year off and, and grow. So you know, we 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 kind of tossed around that that idea, so we don't push him too fast and let him mature into his body. That's true. Because he's still physically growing. He haven't he haven't come close mm -mm. to reaching his peak. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm a firm believer, like man, if you can fight and make money now, let's fight and make money now and keep growing our career. But we're gonna get past this fight, and then we're gonna win this title, and then we're gonna make our decision on, on, on where we're gonna go with it, uh, and see what opportunities we have. That'd be cool if you got on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I actually, uh, to be honest, I actually would not want to do the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. The reason why is because cutting to one thirty-five, oh, that whatever. that is like, yeah, it's not something I want to. <laughs> I want to, you know, have to keep doing, you know, for he's, what, he's six, a big one thirty-five. Six so you'd weeks. rather do like the contender. Yeah, a contender series. That shout out to Dana White for that because that's a big. That's a that's a big thing. You know, the contender series gives a uh, uh, a lot of fighters more. Or, uh, there's more opportunity Absolutely. for more fighters to come and get signed. You know, and not have to go through a six week. You know, 
Man, ain't nothing wrong with the ultimate fighter. Nothing man. wrong, man. Nothing, man, nothing, man, 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 man. nothing wrong with the ultimate. Like a real, man, you start like a real B word right yeah. now, man. Nothing I'm wrong with the ultimate. <laughs> fi- if I had to do the ultimate fighter, I would do it at like one forty-five. Where one forty-five? Yeah, I wouldn't do it at bantamweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I feel like a lot of guys do that. I feel like if they know mm-hmm. that there's a you know ultimate fighter opportunity coming up, I feel like if you're a one twenty-five or if you usually fight at one twenty-five, they're like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do the bantamweight uh, ultimate fighter. Yeah, I feel like do. they fight a, a yeah. weight class above because it's of like, times. yo, they just it's imagine. based on what they're what they need yeah. for the show. For me to sit there and. Uh, to go like if they had like another you know bantamweight i'll probably have to be and say you know you're continuously winning you'll win a fight you'll weigh in right win a fight and you probably gotta you probably what two fights this last ultimate fighter you got two fights and you was in the semi semi pros mm. or not semi pros semi finals and uh oh yeah. fin- finals oh yeah or the finals yeah you probably gotta hang around like maybe 44 45. yeah so like so so when it comes to the Ultimate Fighter, the, the way it's been going, they, they've been doing like two weight classes. Mm-hmm. So basically, you will end up doing to get to the finals. You end up doing three fights, um, and and that's three weight cuts. Yeah, <laughs> in six weeks or what? Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Fighter, it, uh, they do it by uh, by six and a half weeks. I mean, I guess I don't know what a weight cut would entail, but I'd be like, <laughs> I'll fucking do that shit. You know, not me. But yeah. If yeah. that's what you, if this is your ultimate, you know, ambition. That's why I said I would have to do it at forty five because you got to. I mean, sometimes you know, uh, cutting that much weight. It's. I mean, not sometimes cutting that much weight, and uh, back to back to back. That can. That can mess you up in a fight yeah not just not just physically or not just uh mentally but physically when you go into a fight you know of course but but also um how drained i think it's tougher now than it was back in my day because back in because like because now like i don't think these guys could go six weeks without their phone you know like Mm -hmm. you know when i went on like your phone really wasn't that important especially like the first season Nowadays, people like live on their phone, and like so much is happening around the world, and this instant gratification. Like when you in the Ultimate Fighter House, you gotta understand you like in jail, the worst type of jail, right? I mean, besides getting the best type of jail, I think. <laughs> you, well, yeah, you in a million dollar mansion. Yeah, you're not getting gang raped in the bathroom. Or anything like that. <laughs> but but however, you don't have a TV, you don't have a radio, you don't got a phone, you can't call home, and like and you are really locked away from the world, and like and most people just ain't ready for that. So like me, like I was in the army, so I was like, okay, I've been deployed. I know how that feels. It, it could, it, it could be tough, and I'm emotional. People break there a lot. Mm-hmm. People break there. Yeah, I, I've I felt people, it. Le- I've seen people quit just they, they couldn't handle like. Yeah, yeah. The one pressure. dude quit, went home because his girlfriend was gonna leave him. Yeah. Like, yeah. If yeah, you gotta <laughs> have your ducks in a row if you're gonna go away for six weeks, which the military prepares you for. Speaking of the military, I you know I was in the army, yeah, and I really enjoyed the drill sergeant kind of disciplinary action, how they kind of yelled at you and told you you weren't good enough, and, <laughs> and that like pushed yeah. me harder. Mm-hmm. However, now I have a like a kind of like a mental coach, and he's always pumping me up, and he's like, "You're a winner, and yeah. you can do it," and I'll, like he's so you get that motivational speech or the kind of like break you down and see how you take it. Kinda. You need both, man. You need both. You need someone to okay. tell you like you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah. But you also need someone to tell you like you like you are doing some great things. Mm-hmm. You're like like you are a powerful person. Mm-hmm. You still have a lot to of believe un- in yourself. Yeah, yeah. You still have a lot of untapped potential. Um. Uh. You know, I always tell people a fighter has to be semi delusional. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by semi-delusional is that you almost have to believe that you are the best in the world. Yes, I okay? think. Okay, yeah. But you also have to be realistic Humble. is that you have to work, your, your actions have to back up your words. Yeah. So you gotta work with it. So you can't just think like, I'm just gonna show up to the gym and just beat everybody when you haven't been putting in that type of work. Yeah. So you could be technically better than me, but I could, I could definitely outwork you. And that happens a lot. Yeah. What do you what do you prefer when it comes to like? Uh, I like, like when it when it comes to like through with, with my training partners and stuff like that. I do like a little bit of shit talking. Yeah. Like oh man, you ain't gonna touch me with the jab. Okay, watch this. Yeah. Watch this. Like it just like it gives you like it it amps you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I do I I I do like the shit talking a little bit. But um, there are times that you know you're like hey okay I need some 
I need some positive reinforcement. I need some love. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Peterson. Like, hey, yo, man, that was that was that was a good. I like the way how you set up that takedown, man. Yeah. Like, okay, sometimes I just I I, I like that. Um, yeah. But I I feel like I do uh, thrive better when somebody is like when we're going back and forth. Like it like when I know it's like we're we're getting real. Cause yeah. then it just brings out that competitive I love that. out of me, and I'm like, okay, let's let's go. You wanna you 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 wanna you wanna show me you're the best, and show me, show me. So, yeah. but and I think that just elevates you know you and your training partner. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it brings the best out of you. That's the yeah. best. Iron sharpens. Yeah, iron sharpens iron, and I think competition brings out inspiration. So like when you're out there and you competing with some of the best guys, you, you get inspired to be the best. Uh, I think when you find ways to get comfortable and get and, and, and be around guys that you know that's gonna take care of you, guys that that you know you can work a little bit, you're gonna get comfortable and that's gonna make you weak. You know, yeah. so um, you I, know I love it when it's almost like what Dana White said. He like when he said uh he loves it when somebody tells him like it can't be done. Mm-hmm. Like I like I like when somebody tells me that. Like just in, just simple like for example, just simple training, like when somebody tells me you ain't gonna get a takedown on me. Okay, yeah. watch this. Yeah. Watch this. I'm about to get ten now. I'm yeah. about to get ten takedowns. Right, right. Or yeah. I even tell myself, I'm like, or I tell my trainer, I'm like, you're not gonna get a takedown on me, and that makes them go even harder because they're like, what? Oh, for real? Watch this. And it's just that, just that competitiveness. Like, if you don't have that dog in you, then what are we even here for? Yeah. What are we even here for? This is to find out who's the best in the yeah. world and our, and bring out the best in you, which. Well, I, because the truth is, the best in the world is such a hard thing to say because, like, you could be the best in the world, but are you the best in the world tonight? Yes. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because, you know, Mayweather said it the best. We all train the same. We all do the same pad work. We all do the strength and condition. We do the same runs. We hit the bags and whatever. But it's about who can show up when the lights come on. And that's what you have to visualize, you know? Like, I want mm-hmm. I want Elijah to shoot. Right. Yeah. I want Elijah to sit back and visualize being in the back, getting his hands wrapped up, feeling those nerves. The ref, I mean, not the referee, but they you know the commission say, hey man, you got two more fights in this you. You know, or or actually because he's the main event, now he's the last fight. And that's another thing. So he has to wait throughout the whole night and stay mentally prepared as people going out, coming back, losing or winning or whatever. People come back winning, they celebrate and they're happy. You wanna celebrate with them, but you realize, holy crap, I still gotta fight. Mm-hmm. Or someone come back all beaten up, you're like, man, I, I, I don't wanna look like that. So you gotta be mentally strong throughout the yeah. whole night and be focused and when it's time to go, you gotta turn that switch, let's go, right? And so th- th- those are things we talk about and we work on. That's fine. I, I some fighters will be like napping in the back, mm-hmm. and then some people are trying to like listen to music and get hyped up and stuff. What are you, what's... I'm more of a chill, like chill type of guy. Like you know, I want to you know, I walk around the venue and say what's up to my you know family or friends or whatnot. Um, but I really start getting hyped when I know that I'm about to, like I know when to flip that switch. Mm-hmm. Like I know when, when it's you start getting your hands wrapped. Yeah, I know when it's mm-hmm. time to go. Like I. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to waste no energy. Right. I don't even. You know, I want. I want to feel as comfortable as I can because it's a. It's a. It's a crazy process. It's a crazy. It's a crazy night. Fight night. You're like, whew, You got adrenaline. You got. You know. Your your people's there watching. You know. Um. You got. You just feel like you have a lot on the line right there, and uh, to me, if I just stay calm, you know, act as if it was just a normal day. That's that's kind of how I get through it. Yeah, I, you know, funny thing, I don't know why my body does this, but when I get nervous, I get sleepy. I take mm. a nap. I don't know why. That's good though. Yeah, yeah. A fight, I feel yeah, like. yeah. I've I've taken multiple naps like in uh, on fight night, um, but I think it, it 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 is a good thing to keep a sense of calmness with, with a good edge, because at the end of the day, you got to be ready to go. And sometimes fights fight night happen faster than you think. You get there, like, we got time. And then the fight starts like falling out. People start knocking each other out in exactly. the first round. Yeah. He's like, whoa, I, damn, I thought I had like two yeah. hours. Yeah. I only got 30, or, or they switch things up and then make your fight go go before the other fight. Or, or, or with Elijah, he had two fights, whereas he was a swing bout. And, and we didn't know it. So like, we are wrapped up, taped up, warmed up, ready to go. And we standing outside waiting for our music to play. And then the commission comes back and says, hey man, oh, we, we, don't, we don't have enough time 
before like the main event start. So now you're gonna have to wait to the end of the main the, uh, the main card. That's like three hours. Oh my yeah. god! And we had that happen twice. So he, had, he so he had to wait three hours to fight. Yeah, that's that'll test your yeah. Like I mean, yeah, so, we both yeah, yeah. we won both fights. So so yeah. yeah. So I, I guess you could say I mean. You ready whenever? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just tell me. Just tell me when it when it's time to go. That's that's the, that's when it's locked in. That's when I get locked in. Locked those, in. Yeah, yeah, man. Those experiences really kind of build your mental fortitude. So, and I'm I was so proud of Elijah because I wasn't sure if that was gonna like mentally break him. Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm already warmed up. Play mm -hmm. my music. Ready to go. Yeah. Like no, Elijah. You gotta. See, you actually have to sit down and relax for another three hours. Yeah. yeah. And like th that's hard. Of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah especially like, when you're all amped up and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I think not. another thing too is like everybody, you know, everybody's texting you. Yeah, everybody's texting you, calling you, blowing up. Yo, what's going on? What what, what happened? We, I thought you was about to. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just put my phone on D and D, yeah. and uh, yeah, I try not to. That's another thing too. I try not to look at my phone too much. I take care of that. I like I I be on his phone and like and texting everybody like yo if you got a question contact me don't contact him. In fact, try not to contact me unless it's like dead important. Mm -hmm. So only like like only like his mother or like someone super important, you know, if they want to ask a question or, or stuff like that. But right. I think the number yeah. one question that I hate, the number one question that I hate are you ready? Uh, <laughs> so I wouldn't be here if I didn't think I was ready. Yeah, uh, actually, um, <laughs> actually, just the other day, this uh, this new kid he came to the gym. He's he's young, so I, I give him an excuse. And uh, and he asked me. He was like, <laughs> "What is that?" He's coming down the hall. Yeah. yeah. Um, he asked me. So do you think your son gonna win? Uh, he asked that. <laughs> yeah, he asked me that. <laughs> yeah, he asked me that. I didn't know that. I, I was like. I was like, nah, bro. I actually think my son will go in and get his gosh. ass whipped. That's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just laughed at it, but he was like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm kind of dumb. He was like 14. He was like, yeah, it, it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I have like two more things here. Yeah. Um, first, I do want to say that I thought like the visualization of like the whole event from start to end with your hand getting raised at the end of the fight, I feel like is important a lot of champions do that whether it works or not seems like it works but it not every works. time you I mean, have to yeah so highly recommend that and secondly do you ever play that that ufc game yeah actually i do <laughs> actually I, I i got it um yeah. put my name on it won the nice. belt already okay <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah because yeah. i just watched the movie gran turismo i don't oh. know if you've seen it no i haven't seen it but was it's it good? So good. Okay. And 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 part of it is like the guy starts off playing the video game and he gets so good at the video game that they call him in to do this for contest. That. Oh, for the uh like the racing to like yeah. race real cars. And yeah. this is a, and you think I, it's have it's, you seen it? No, nah, but I've, I've I've heard. I mean, I watched the trailers and it's based on a true story. It's based on a true story. Yeah, like the shit is real. He was doing like the VR like race race car yeah. driving. Yeah. And they called him up because he was one of the best, and yep. he ended up freaking becoming a race car driver yeah he and he did like some great things and he's he's raced over 200 times he's a professional racer now yeah, right. and one of the things that it's a great movie i highly recommend it one of my favorite of all time actually but you know he's like yeah. it's simulating this game it's totally different because this is actually simulating a race car um it's like driving a car whereas mm. when you're playing the video game it's not like fighting yeah. per se but it is they should have like a VR fighting game. I know they have like one yeah. for boxing uh, with the uh, with the the VR game, but yeah. it, it was so like I don't know if I can make it realistic, but it it would be cool if we get to a point like you literally gotta have like sensors on your hands and your, and your knees and yeah. your legs, and you can actually do like a full re, uh, uh, VR fighting game, MMA game. At least boxing. Yeah, I think yeah. boxing would be oh, maybe easier. Kickboxing too. Yeah, yeah. kickboxing. Yeah, it may be hard to like simulate grappling yeah. and jiu-jitsu and wrestling. With nobody there. Yeah, with nobody yeah. there. Yeah, Monday. yeah, Monday but dummy. yeah, but I, I think that'd be pretty dope. But I do think visualizing mm -hmm. fight night mm -hmm. and try to go through the emotions. Uh, it's going, it's going to be important to do it over and over and over. So when the fight night happened, you already been there. And the mm -hmm. cool thing is, is like we know the venue, we know exactly how the walkout going to be. We know like the commissions and the referees. You know, this is all Colorado based. We, we know our, our fans and the friends is going to be there. We have a good idea on what the night is going to look like. 
Okay, so we just got to put that into our mind and sit back maybe with some meditating and just visualize that and be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to make this happen. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's, it, that's real. It is real. I, I mean, I feel like I visualize this from happening, but you could write it down, you can draw it out and then visualize it. I mean, the, the universe is so crazy because I, I feel like, how the fuck did I make this company? Like, is this... This doesn't even seem real sometimes. I think if the friends that I grew up with and all this stuff we got into and where they're at now and where I'm at now, I'm like, what did I do different? And I was playing with the you know universe, I feel like, when it came to... I, I read these books and watched these movies about visualizing and manifesting, and yeah. it's all woo-woo, but I think about that. It. Yeah, I think about I think about that a lot. It's like, damn, like... I look back, I'm like, how did I get to this point? Like... Like, it, like my life, like, I mean, we could all say it. Our lives could have went totally mm -hmm. different in different directions. Mm -hmm. But some, some, somehow the universe brought us right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, but you, now it's up to you. To, and I just, I'm holding just on for dear life and shit, you know, like working as hard as I can to maintain and grow and help other people along in the process. Like, you know, the people that work for sheath and yeah. just everybody involved ultimately. Well, well, I, I would tell you, I, I want to say this. I think since meeting you and, and like and, and learning about this company, you have done a lot for me and my family and also Elijah and I. Yeah. And I really, really thank you because like there was times that we, we needed you and, and and a phone call and and uh and you was there. Yeah. And um and uh, people people always look like look at things on what they could get from someone. You know, it's like so so a lot of times we call you and I always try to offer something back to you. And, and 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 our relationship has stayed strong. So I, I hope that we could keep continuing to grow with each other because I really believe in this company. I got your underwear out. Bro, I, I need to take a picture of my underwear drawer. Like I got nothing but sheath. And not because like you hooked me up, it's because it is the best underwear I've ever worn. You're the man. Uh, 100%, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I posted my, uh, my, uh, address, my dresser yeah, uh, my drawer full of just that's it. That's all I wear. Yeah, you guys are you're too kind. <laughs> I, I, I same with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I gotta, yeah. I don't yeah. Wear Sorry, Haynes, you're yeah. not doing it, man. Nah, I think a, I think nowadays it's like a lot of a lot of uh, especially a lot of the younger cats that are like around my age. They like Ethica or like PSD. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, man. They just don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, growing. you paint you paint for the name, but like, um, you have a good brand, a good name, and the quality and the, and the, and the fit of it, and it works well. You know, like I feel comfortable. Sometimes I could train in it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, bro, you have the best underwear on the market. You're too kind. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think we can wrap it up on that. Yeah. I like that. Now, I mean, is it is Shakur the bag yeah. two or no two? Oh, two. Yeah. Oh, two. Yeah. That's the that's the, the year I was born, 2002. Wow. You're yeah. one year older than my daughter, but <laughs> um, and then Victory MMA, of course, Colorado Springs, best yeah. MMA gym in Colorado or the world. You might say. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we tried to get there. I want to say we did yet. But uh, we definitely working towards that, and I think we, we, yeah, you're gonna manifest it. Yeah, true. You're, yeah, it's a great gym. I, if it wasn't like as far away as it as it is, I would be going. Yeah. There was more, you know. I loved it when I was going. Yeah, was, yeah. Everybody come to Colorado. Want to go to Denver, man? Come down to Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. It's less traffic. It's, it's less being hectic, and we uh, actually Colorado Springs is higher mm -hmm. in altitude than Denver, so so you can get that a little bit more. So, come to Victory MMA. Come to Victory MMA. Thank you, everyone, for joining us once again for the Robert Patton Global Podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>